Welcome back to the Nutanix Community Podcast with Dwayne Lesnar and Angelo Luciani. Let's get started. This week on the podcast, Dwayne chats with Jasnor Gill and Mayank Gupta. Jasnor is Senior Director of Product Management and Mayank is Director of Product Marketing. They discuss our new Calm SaaS general availability, how it works, and how to get started. So with that, let's join the conversation. Today, we are here with two cloud cool kids, uh, co-workers at Nutanix. We have Jasnor Gill and Mayank Gupta from Nutanix. Now, uh, today, we're talking about you know what some of the other cool cloud kids are doing, and that is SaaS services. And uh, recently, we have launched our own uh, SaaS service, not our first one, but uh, another SaaS service uh, with the Calm availability. And so uh, with that, maybe Jasnor, you st- uh, maybe start us off and just give a quick introduction to uh, what you do at Nutanix and your involvement with Calm. Sure, Brian. Uh, I work in product management at Nutanix uh, on the self-service and automation pieces at Calm. Been with Nutanix about five years, came in through another company, Nutanix acquired, been doing automation and DevOpsy stuff for, I don't know, around eight, 10 years now. So do you, do you even do work anymore? You just like fully automated and you just like show up? Is that, is that what's what happened? Is that what's happening? I press a button and the coffee machine makes coffee by the time I get to it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, Mayank, how about, how about yourself? Hey, this is my first foray in your podcast, so excited to be here. Uh, I've been part of the Nutanix for almost uh, three years now. Uh, lead the product marketing, especially around our automation and AI ops segment. So I always partner with uh, just know on these things. So excited to be on this podcast with both of you guys here. Yeah, and we're we're excited to have you guys as well. Now, thank you. Uh, I've I've played around with old com on prem com, but um, what originally was the you know Jasner mentioned coming through acquisition. Now the original product that came into Nutanix was that a SaaS service to begin with? No, so uh, I think when we started off, well, before the acquisition, it was definitely a containerized version which could have been deployed anywhere. As we became part of Nutanix, there was an element that. Uh, if you recall, Nutanix, in, when we started, was had a lot of elements which are on-prem. So we started off uh, as an on-prem service. And then very soon we realized uh, like that as our customers were moving, uh, creating their private clouds, moving their applications on public cloud, there was a need to connect their on-prem with the cloud. And I think uh, in that regards, what Calm delivered and the direction where it's going to, especially with Calm SaaS, became fairly important. And I think Jasnur and their team uh, delivered this uh, f- fairly comprehensive and it's almost equivalent. I think it is it is equivalent to the Calm on-prem model as well. So yeah, that, that's the genesis of where we started from and how this Calm SaaS version came into being. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. Jasnur, would you want to comment on that? No, I think you got pretty much most of it, right? So, well, the interesting part is, Dwayne, I think when the acquisition happened a couple of years back we were at that time working on a SaaS service and we were almost there kind of thing 
So, but then after the Nutanix thing, the first priority was get stuff working on Nutanix, right? And deliver it to all our on-prem customers. So that became part one. Yeah, so and now we are at part two and going back <laughs> to SaaS. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. So calm today, this automation blueprint, it has governance. I think, I think probably most of our listeners have some general knowledge of, of calm, especially if they're current Nutanix customers, but so today it lives in Prism Central, and now with going to a SaaS service, where where is it sitting today? You, or how do you get access to this this new service? So Calm's Calm uh, SaaS to be specific is integrated into MyNutanix in terms of getting access to it. So any customer who, or actually anyone who goes and signs up for uh, MyNutanix, will be able to access. SaaS from there, right? So if you already have some of our SaaS services like Beam and Frame and so on, you already have MyNutanix set up and you can just uh, enable or request access uh, to a trial of Calm today uh, from that portal itself. And access control and everything is already integrated and you can just click on the Calm tile and it opens up your uh, Calm SaaS instance, so to speak. So today... With the new SaaS offering, I don't have to be a Nutanix customer whatsoever. If I want to take advantage of the orchestration and automation tools that it provides, I can just go sign up and get started. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. So there's no dependency on AOS and PC or Prism Central in that sense, right? So anyone who wants can actually just get access to Palm SaaS and uh, use it to automate any of the public clouds that we support, all three, you know, the big ones, uh, or they can automate uh, VMware ESX, or they can automate uh, Nutanix AHP, right? So all of those platforms are available through the SaaS integration. In fact, it brings to an interesting point, right? So uh, Dwayne, you said, hey, everybody knows Calm, and that's not necessarily true, but it was true when everybody was a Nutanix customer and it was in the Nutanix ecosystem. And one of the reasons, just Noor and I are... Uh, guest, or we have the honor of being your guest on this podcast. Is now with many people SAS... don't say honor though. Usually, they they usually don't say that. <laughs> let, me say, let me say honor. Let me say honor. Right. Uh, that being said, like I said, uh, now because it's open to uh, pretty much everybody around, like, even a non-Nutanix customer with the SaaS version, uh, that really opens up this, as you said, like, this automation capabilities to a lot of customers. So. Uh, that's one of the reasons we want to talk about this and show the benefits that uh, Calm can offer to people who are trying to simplify or automate their IT operations. So, what 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 do you think are the like the the easy wins or the typical use cases customers are using Calm today? Then, especially if you're not a, a new tanks customer, they'd have to imagine it's some some type of cloud automation involved. Absolutely. Right. So let me talk about the easy wins, but uh, there, and I'll let just know, talk about almost the journey which customers can take. Right. So one of the easiest thing that you can do with Calm is uh, what we call this, uh, create this marketplace where uh, your developers, your end users can go and self-provision resources. Right. Now, typically, uh, just take a simple instance of creating a VM, like the most basic of the tasks and IT department uh, can enable for their end customers, right? Usually, if you're doing it in an ad hoc manner, every time you set up the configurations, all the complexity on the backend. Uh, I've talked to big customers. We have talked to business customers. 
uh, even small customers, right? And it can take anywhere from two weeks to four weeks. In fact, a month and a half in some egregious cases, right? But once you take all that complexity, make it part of a consistent blueprint, then things become much more easier, right? Like uh, we've seen times drop for even VM provisioning with this marketplace to less than 10 minutes. And that's an easy win. That's like the infrastructure as a service. That's 70% of the use case. Easiest to do, get the benefit of it. Now, we can start from there. And this is what a lot of customers have done, but go to very complex use cases. So just know, why don't you fill in on uh, what else can you do with uh, uh, Calm? Sure. I think the biggest use case, like you said, uh, and that's probably the 60, 40, 70, 30, however you want to slice it, right? The base use case is how do I get basic IaaS uh, infrastructure as a service working through the marketplace construct for different teams? Like how do I let them go and provision their own VMs? Now, of course, once you've done this, then other options open up, right? What are the other things you can do as you do take step two, step three into the whole automation journey, so to speak. So once you can get basic VMs up and running, it's a question of now can I also automate day two operations, right? Things that I want my teams to do on the VM. Can I take a snapshot? Can I restore something? Can I reboot a bunch of software packages that I might want to install on this VM? Right? So all of that functionality can be built on top of the, the basic infrastructure the service capability you build as a step one. Right? And then, of course, you can do this across every supported platform. So you don't need separate self-service portals. You don't need separate automation for each platform that you have. So it's all in one place, all integrated. And then you can go ahead and build more complex stuff. You can build multi-VM applications. You can build a whole cluster. Uh, we have customers who are doing things like Hadoop clusters or even Kubernetes clusters uh, as part of a complex Calm application. Right? And Calm with runbooks that we added recently, you can even extend this to pretty much anything that you want to automate in your data center. Right? So customers are talking to and automating things like load balancers, firewalls. So all of the elements uh, in your infrastructure can actually be you know, made part of this large flow that you might want to automate. Okay. If, if I'm a current uh, Nutanix customer and I'm using Calm today with Prism Central, should I be looking to migrate to the SaaS service or do I keep it business as usual with, uh, on Prism Central? So that, that's a good question, actually. And I, there's no clear-cut answer in that sense, right? So we are still maintaining and we are still building on-prem Calm, right? Uh, that's where well, today, if you imagine, 99% of my customers are sitting there, right? Uh, so, and Calm SaaS is nothing but the exact same software package, the exact same service uh, brought to you in, in a SaaS fashion. Uh, from a customer perspective. So if you are on version X, let's say X is uh, 3.2.2 at this point, uh, the exact same code is running uh, online on the SaaS service as well. So there's no difference. There's no extra features you gain or features you lose by being either on-prem or on SaaS, right? It's more of a question of, uh, do you want uh, software or a service that is delivered with a SaaS delivery model? And that means, for example, uh, do you want us to take care of the update mechanism for the service, right? Do you want us to 
go and manage and back it up on a daily basis, weekly basis? Do you want us to take care of any maintenance issues? Uh, things like that, right? So I think that is that could be a factor, right? It uh, could make you decide that I maybe don't want to run it on-prem. I maybe care about the amount of, it's not a lot, but it's 8 GB of RAM in Prism Central. Maybe you really love your 8 GB and you're like, I'll rather uh, pay on a monthly basis, right? But the other advantage actually that does happen in the you- is that you can license in a more flexible fashion. Right? So you can sign up upfront for, let's say, 500 VMs uh, and be licensed by VM. But if you go above your 500 limit, uh, you could do 700, 800 if you wanted to, and we'll send you an invoice at the end of the month. Right? So if maybe you're not certain of how much you'll use and you don't want to buy stuff upfront, sure. That's a way of being more flexible uh, in terms of your uh, licensing. Do you get any benefits on the collaboration side being in the SaaS service if I wanted to do any sharing between, not not even within my organization, but maybe different organizations? I know so there are some new collaboration pieces, but I, I think they're just in more internally. Got it. I don't think there's any direct benefit, but technically the benefit is that uh, SaaS is available on a public IP and endpoint, Right. So if you have it deployed on-prem, you need to make sure that whoever you're giving access to has a way to, let's say, VPN into your data center and so on to access the interface, right? So with SaaS, since we expose it on a public endpoint, that's not a challenge. So yeah, I guess that's one benefit if you have tons of contractors trying to come in to work on your stuff and so on. The the connection from the SaaS service into your your data centers, uh, I did notice there was like a, there's a VPN portion. Now, is that, can you use your own third-party VPN to connect to the SaaS service or do you need to deploy a Nutanix-based VPN like we're doing for, for Xyleap and uh, eventually maybe even so cloud So it's networking? similar to the Xyleap uh, version in the sense that uh, you need to deploy a, we call it a helper VM, but you need to essentially deploy a component inside your data center, Right. And that kind of talks outward. So you don't need your uh, IPs and ports to be open from the outside in, but you need to give this VM access to be able to call out to the internet, essentially. That's how the SaaS control plane is able to pass messages and instructions uh, back and forth to your data center. right? And yes, proxies are supported. So whatever existing firewalls and security stuff you have, that can still filter the traffic and so on. And as far as maintenance goes, um, you know, I think we in Prism Central that we had the option to, you know, backup calm. What type of like operations do you have to do with the SaaS service? Do you have to worry about doing backups or how do you keep or how would a customer keep that like version? Right. Or So for individual blueprints, you can still download and upload the blueprints themselves. You can still use Khan DSL, which is our command line tooling to, you know, pull stuff into Git and version control your blueprints and things like that. So all the same stuff is supported. In terms of backup and recovery, we take responsibility for taking periodic backups. I think today uh, it's something like once a day, right? So we maintain a backup of your instance and if for some reason you know something blows up and you want to go back uh, you raise a support ticket and we'll restore you to a known 
good point in time kind of thing. Uh, if you do want more frequent backups or something like that, that's something that uh, we can discuss as part of the contract. Do you have the same, like, I guess when a new com version, is it always going to be the on-prem version and the SaaS version are going to be the same or will there be a delay on the SaaS side? Or what should a customer sure. expect? Uh, so from our uh, perspective, we guarantee uh, version parity within 30 days of the release of a new version. Okay. So within a month of something going GA. That sounds good. SaaS. And in fact, over time, technically, we can probably patch SaaS much faster in case we find a bug or something like that. Right. So that, that is one of the value props of having a cloud-managed uh, service, right? So that you don't have to worry about uh, versions or backups or like the SLAs and availabilities because you almost pass it on to somebody who's providing that service to you. If a customer has the, the VM licensing on-prem, they can easily just migrate to the SaaS service using the same licensing. They just wouldn't matter. Unfortunately not. Uh, due to the way we recognize revenue, uh, between SaaS and regular uh, software licenses, you can't take your existing license to SaaS today. You have to sign up separately for SaaS. Right? So if you were yeah. moving from an on-prem user to a SaaS user, you would essentially wait till your renewal comes to you. I think it's okay anyway. I was just curious. You know, you're probably not going to move it just because it's there type of a thing anyway, but um, good to have the option though, especially if you, you want to get rid of a PC or you know, change your architecture from one or two or multiple Prism Central AZs. That would uh, all be, you know, I guess it's always good to have more options with these things. Um, I know on the, the marketplace side, uh, have there been any new developments for the marketplace or are there certain blueprints that the marketplace is carrying that are you're seeing more traction with uh, customers? I think we see a fair amount of interest in databases. Right, all said and done, that's the most popular segment uh, on the car marketplace. And then there's, of course, the the partner uh, blueprints, right? So people like uh, the Haiku, some of the backup vendors, uh, Palo Alto for the firewall deployment uh, and integration with Flow and so on, right? So those are pretty popular uh, blueprints for customers. And there's a whole bunch of new blueprints we are working on. Some, I think... Uh, I can't announce yet, right? Because uh, some of the agreements are still between us signed. here. No one else is listening. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. So some of that, uh, you, you'll see some new partners and some new blueprints over the next three to six months. Actually, on that topic, I wanted to make a quick call, a shout out to our GitHub repo. Right. A lot of times people start with Calm and they're looking at this terminal. It's like, hey, how do we get started? Right. And uh, so if you just go to new, Get the GitHub repo for Nutanix and the subdirectory for Calm. Uh, there are blueprints, there are DSLs, which will get you started. And like the best way I've created code is to copy somebody else's code and then starting tinkering from it. And uh, I would suggest, like even as Justin was mentioning, right, start from some of. So what we've done is we've put some of the popular use cases for blueprints and DSLs on that Git repo, so that you can get uh, started much faster. So that's definitely one one of the things I want our listeners to take away that, hey, there's a GitHub repo where you can get started with. The Adam and Eve effect, as far as engineering goes, everybody's copied the, the same one base piece of code. 
also with all, also all of the, the defects while copying it, but uh, I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> exactly. So, so the good part is that pretty much any product you might want to integrate with doesn't come, right? You want an API, CLI, call, or whatever. Someone else has already done it. And so we take a whole bunch of that stuff and we put it on GitHub so you can just go and look up that particular product, that particular integration and directly use it. And yes, please do audit that code to make sure there's not a Bitcoin miner or something in there. But other than that, a lot of stuff is pre-built and available to you. Do you have any like additional points that you want to hit on as far as the SaaS availability? Like, you know, 75% of users that use the SaaS availability will be promoted in, in seven months. Like, is that is that something? Or that something could like definitely that? happen. You know, <laughs> you do a good job with automation, man. You can go do more interesting stuff rather than deploy the same thing over and over again, right? That's the value add right there. Right. I've had, I've had customers be like, I want my people to go and uh, set up new monitoring and do new things, but I can't do that when there's a guy, you know, setting up Oracle five times a week, and 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 that's the first thing we want to take off, you know, that that whole work chart. It it is a funny because I, you know, as far as DevOps go, I would say the DevOps piece is more of a, a human interaction versus the automation side and i don't i don't know what it's like here you know different places but there always was that notion or even i could actually walking into a mcdonald's they have the automated tellers and they're like i i did hear a lady say i am not using those things those things are stealing jobs it's like but just like creating the eight databases, it's something that you really don't want to be doing or at least yes you're going to lose that job but you know, do you really want to be doing that as a job for the rest of your life? And so I think it's like, you know, it's a different mindset. I think a lot of people are, are going that way. But yeah, you know, you want to be doing new things. There's lots of, you know, better ways to do it. Mind you, I know there's still good tried ways like, you know, pencil in outer space, still the best instrument. But I think uh, <laughs> generally speaking, uh the, the technology is getting pretty good. So, Quick, Quickly quickly speaking, and I think you bring this point uh, time and again, right? So uh, are we automating things? Yes, we are. But as, as Jasnur alluded to earlier, right, you can st- start just with the simplest, hey, I don't have to create VMs anymore. But then, hey, uh, maybe I need to create service as a service or like platform as a service, right? And like you can expand these use cases. So as you just said, like, uh, uh, you don't have to stop. It's not that you, you don't have to do that work anymore, but you can move to something which is more productive, more challenging, and hopefully more meaningful for your end of uh, like end of line businesses, right? I think that's where the higher level of productivity is what most of our customers, uh, and you talked about DevOps. A lot of our customers are using Calm for DevOps, integrating with Jenkins, integrating with Azure DevOps, uh, testing code, deploying it instead of, from weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, to within half a day uh, in those instances. So not only do you save time, you now you're doing something which is so much more cooler and so much more meaningful and impactful for the business. And I think that's where the real value of, frankly, any automation is. So you will get promoted is what you're saying. I knew it. I knew there was the catch. Plus it sounds cooler, you know. I'm a DevOps guy. That's just so much more modern. As you can tell, I have not taken your advice. I'm still, I'm still here, 
me and Angelo just rocking it out on the the podcast. But one day, you know, we'll get promoted too. We'll just maybe we'll have to start looking at this uh, com tool. Um, any any final uh, wisdom uh, in regards to com, or maybe what you're up to for dot next uh, rolling around the corner. So again, uh, this is just one of those things. Uh, we have a lot of things we want to talk about at .next, but you'll have to come to .next to hear about it, right? Uh, meanwhile, uh, Tease. yeah, of course, uh, another shout out to SaaS. So as customers, as uh, prospects, so if you're interested in SaaS, if you're interested in automation, uh, go online and sign up for a trial of SaaS, right? Uh, and not to forget test drive. So if you want a guided experience on how to experience and how to set up and automate and so on and so forth, uh, sign up for test drive. Takes about an hour and it will actually show you how you can quickly automate and start provisioning a VM. Uh, I, I had a I had a quick uh, closing uh, closing comment that I wanted to see, Celine, and I'm hoping that I can take off my marketing hat on this one, right? Uh, one thing which we are trying to do in the next uh, three months, besides obviously helping Jasnur get out his roadmap for .next, is listen to the customers, right? especially all the existing customers that we have. Uh, listen to some of the challenges they have, might have had with their previous solutions or how they are benefiting. So I think uh, those are the stories I'm also trying to get, up, uh, get out through this podcast, through other avenues. What do people think of Nutanix Comp, right? Earlier, they were all Nutanix customers. Now we have opened it to a subclass of customers who might not be Nutanix customers. In that case, this unknown, like honestly, if you Google Calm today, mostly what you will see is the Calm meditation app, right? And one of the things which I'm really trying to do is build that awareness that, no, this is really a powerful automation tool. And like, if you have to, if you want to share experiences or if you want to learn from the experiences of other Calm customers, just Google us or listen to Dwayne's podcast and uh, we'll, we'll be happy to share and bring those perspectives on uh, how this automation really works. So that's one one thing that, that's on my docket for the next uh, three, four months. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Use Calm, get promoted, save some time. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Nutanix online community for blogs, resources, and engaging conversations with peers at next.nutanix.com. If you have any questions or would like to suggest a podcast idea, ping me on Twitter at Angelo Luciani. So with that, from your friends here at Nutanix, have a great week.